Hello, and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. <laughs> so serious. I'm in Jessica. <laughs> we were missionaries for seven years. Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our belief. Right now, I'm a Christian, but not an evangelical. And I'm an agnostic. And we are deconstructing. And reconstructing. Together. together. Listen to some of our key episodes, such as Deconstructing Together. Domestic Abuse, I'm a Survivor. The Cult of ATI, Part 1 and 2 and dehumanized by purity culture. Join us on our journey as we seek health together. <gasps> Even music now in our intro. <laughs> wow. So exciting news. Exciting. Josiah got his first COVID vaccine today. Yay. So, so exciting exciting because Ontario has been really, really, really behind. So in, slow. So slow in giving vaccines. So finally, end of May close to the end of May and you can get a vaccine. So he texted me, I got it. And I, and then you're like, I'm sitting and waiting. 5G is still not uploading. And I'm like, shoot, I was hoping we'd save money every month, but at least now I can track all your movements. Talk for life. <laughs> and then just, I wrote a song and I asked him to sing it for ya. All right. <laughs> so this is called, I just want to be a sheeple. A sheeple? <laughs> nice. But I'm not going to say sheeple throughout because that's too many vowels. Okay. Too many syllables. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. I pray Bill Gates my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. I don't want to be a Q and all. I don't want to be a Q and all. Because their mushy brains are gone. I just want to be a sheep. I don't want to be an anti-vax I don't want to be an anti-vax Because I trust science and facts I just want to be a sheep I just want to be a sheep I just want to be a sheep I pray Bill Gates my soul to keep I just want to be a sheep I don't want to fight for Donald Trump I don't want to fight for Donald Trump Because that man's corrupt and drunk I don't want to fight for Donald Trump I don't want to fear the end times I don't want to fear the end times The only times I have are mine I just want to be a sheep I just want to be a sheep I just want to be a sheep I pray Bill Gates my soul to keep I just want to be a sheep Awesome Good job Some of those lyrics changed along the way Yeah, I thought so That's awesome That's the first time I actually sang that song Yep So this leads us into our topic that we want to talk about today. Of having fun and not taking ourselves too seriously. Happiness. Yes. <laughs> because, on a serious note. Taking out your notes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be serious about fun, okay? This is the one thing that Christianity has taught me. You is that study for it. You, you have to have be your serious notes. about joy. <laughs> <laughs> I could preach an entire... Sermon series about joy without cracking a smile. Or a joke. <laughs> or a joke. <laughs> jokes are not allowed. <laughs> Unless they're very not funny jokes. 
All right. <laughs> so, um, we're recording. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had this moment where I was at work and I just had this thought, like, I don't feel pressure. And it was this interesting thought where it was like, it would have been great for me to have time to journal right then because it was like, it was kind of a big deal, but it was also like new job and like working lots and transitions and stuff. And I didn't have time to journal it out. So I'm kind of going by memory, but there's just this moment where I felt like I just don't have pressure. Like I don't feel like I can just live my life. Like I just, the, all of a sudden there's just this pressure was gone. And I was trying to figure out where did this pressure come from? And I was like, well, it's been about a year since I've been in church. And I was like, I think this pressure is from the evangelical thing, you know, that I was in. <laughs> and then I had right away this, this thought of like, but I thought my role, because I was a pastor as a teacher is very much involved. Like I thought, you know, like Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and I will give you rest. And the mental picture I always had as a pastor is like, people are coming to me, their lives are hard and I'm going to give them good words about a loving God and it'll make their life easier. But for myself, it's like actually being out of it for a year, I finally feel like the pressure is off because my experience was so much pressure all the time. And this has kind of made me think more and more about happiness. Like, like what is happiness and can we pursue it? Because I feel as though there's this voice in my head that's telling me, no, don't do that. You're not allowed to be happy. You're not supposed to be happy because you're not going to church right now and because you're not doing it like the Christian way and because like all, all these reasons like there's these things that are like kind of clawing me back from being happy when like being happy is part of life like it's normal it's natural you're supposed to be happy and theologically like Christians would say well yeah like God created us in his image he wants us to be happy he's created a good world you know these are all good things he want like but the reality is oftentimes the theology and the ideas hold you back from being happy. Does that kind of resonate with your experience of... Yeah, well, uh, one thing I was thinking about is how you just... Your, your time is a gift from God. And so you can't waste it. You have to be wise with your time. You have to use your time wisely. Mm -hmm. um, you, you need to make the most of it. You need... Like, it, it, it's work-based. Um, but it's definitely don't waste time. And if you do too much entertainment, like just mm -hmm. reading novels that are useless or watching TV, that's a waste of time. And that's mm -hmm. frowned upon. Even having a TV is basically frowned upon in a lot, at least mm -hmm. in my, in more conservative fundamentalism. Um, having a TV is definitely frowned upon because it's, it's worldly and it's a waste of time. It yeah. brings no benefit. Um, my dad used to often say like, if we were watching a movie or something, if we're having fun, did you read your Bible as much as just mm -hmm. this, that you had fun? Like, and at different times that he would enforce this rule that if you want half an hour of TV movie, then you need to read your Bible for half an hour. Mm -hmm. It has to be equal. And that kind of ties into this yeah. whole thing of happiness and fun and seriousness and seeking God. Mm -hmm. I ha actually made a rule. I was very conflicted as a teenager for a lot of reasons, but, you know, religion was kind of like, I mean, I grew up in a situation of domestic abuse, which was also highly religious. So no wonder I was conflicted and confused. And so I kind of leaned into more religion 
because I thought more religion will solve my problems. And I was very conflicted and confused by things like TV and hanging out with friends because you get to a certain age and like you can go out and watch movies with your friends and just have a night where you're just having fun. That's all you do. And it's a new experience. And even like fiction books, I've learned how to read. I was good at reading. Like I could sit down and read a book for six hours and like it was fun. But then I would feel guilty, you know, and I, I created the same rule. I was like, I got to read the Bible more than I read fiction books, which meant that I stopped reading fiction books for 15 years. Like I literally, <laughs> I stopped it, and because I felt like it was a temptation, it was a waste of time. It was worldly. It was all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And now like it was just like in the last four years, like I picked up Harry Potter and I read it. I read it in French as practicing my French to be a good missionary. But still, right, so it's still, it's, it's still an ex like it's still a reason behind it. It's yeah. not just for fun. Like we're told, like I don't know if there is such a thing exists, but like if there's a normal person out there, normal people do things just for fun, right? But Christians, it's like there is no just for fun. It's like to the glory of God, or like to prepare you for something, or it's training or to for share with or others, to share or with <laughs> others, you know. <laughs> Um, everything has a purpose. Yeah. Along the same way, like I've kind of been noticing on, on Facebook, some people like will see a beautiful sunset or we'll see lots mm -hmm. of wild berries or <laughs> we'll see like things like that. And it's, it's not like, Oh, I'm so excited. I have this. It's like, Oh God gave me such a beautiful sunset. God is so good. God. And it's not, it's not you. It's mm -hmm. not you just, I'm so happy that I found this treasure of mm -hmm. berry trees. I'm so happy about that. It's like, no, this is a, this is God. This is God. It's always mm -hmm. God. Like, mm -hmm. and it, why does it have to be all spiritual? It's like you're on all the time. You are on. It's all a testimony. Like somebody that's selling Coke, there's a time when they're on, but then they go home and, and they're not thinking about Coke, hopefully, or, or whatever their product. When you're they're talking on, about Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> I was like, I think if they go home, they're still thinking about Coke. <laughs> I'm I mean, talking you can about have fun. <laughs> Normal people, I feel like... Don't think about Coke as the... <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm trying to be serious here. This has a serious. purpose. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it just feels like Christians are on all the time. They're always selling their their religion <laughs> selling, yes. or, you know, like whatever, yeah. or else they're thinking about it or else they're feeling guilty that they're not doing it. You know, it's just, it's all work, you know. How can I spiritualize this? How can I? Yeah. Yeah. One thing along those lines I've been thinking or that I was thinking as you were talking was um, since we've left church, there's... I feel like we've had more fun. Like mm -hmm. we've allowed ourselves to buy a boat so yeah. that we can go on the yeah. lake and just spend time as a family and have fun. What a waste of money. It, you know, we never would have done that two years ago. No. We never would have done that because it's a waste of money. Mm -hmm. And that money needs to go back to the church or mm -hmm. ministry or something that... But and, and some Christians do get boats. Like that's mm -hmm. not an issue. But for us, with yeah. our mentality... Because we were real Christian <laughs> <laughs> but it like it's not all Christians that are like mm -hmm. that but in for us and our backgrounds with much more fundamentalism and or cultic or you know <laughs> then 
you never would have done that. Never. Mm -hmm. Or you would get a really junky old one mm -hmm. so that it just doesn't look good. Yeah. It's important <laughs> for Christians to not show their wealth. So to show yeah. their poverty. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one example. Yeah. But I don't know, like you just bought yourself a chainsaw and mm -hmm. it's just for fun. Mm -hmm. There's just something about that I think ties in with that happiness and joy versus mm -hmm. Uh, making sure you give enough to the church and making yeah. sure <laughs> somebody posted about and i've seen in in our circles people talking about a high performance system and how evangelicalism can be a high performance system and it's closely associated with a cult the cults are typically high performance systems we talked about that last time um, but even if it's not cultish there might not be authoritarian control but like within the system it's high performance everybody's expected to perform all the time and, and you put all your energy and all your effort and everything into this and i feel like that's what we were part of mm -hmm. we were part of creating it we were part of sustaining it we were part of and it very much affected every aspect of our lives it's, yeah it's a and little it, bit like being at war and like i remember john piper talking about this explicitly like when you're at war you put everything into it you know you cut down the fences around your yard you you melt that down to like tanks whatever it is you don't drink cream because that needs to go to soldiers whatever like everything all out and he was saying like that's how you have to live your life that's you know all in all the time yeah um that also ties into how it's hard to leave church because mm -hmm. you lose a lot of connection mm -hmm. because people are other people from your church circle are all into church mm -hmm. and all their free time goes to church basically yeah. or church functions or keeping the church going and so they may still love you and care for you but they don't have time anymore mm -hmm. because you're no longer part of that common theme that yeah that kind of dominates your life mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of what we did for fun and also for work was ministry that's yeah what we did for a faith supposedly faith-based system it's really not faith like it's really works yeah you know we say it's by faith not by works but <laughs> if you don't do any works you're not going to be considered a christian <laughs> in those circles like in yeah. many fundamentalist circles yeah so, or yeah. or you're just a lukewarm Christian, yeah. or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that really, like, it seems like it's a system that works if you put enough pressure on people and some of the things that really you need volunteers, you, you do. And I mean, this is something I feel bad. It's like, you need to pressure people if you want them to support you as a missionary. Yeah. I mean, like for the whole system to work, there needs to be pressure. Yeah. It just simply won't work otherwise. I mean, some of the things that really put pressure on me, for one thing, is hell. And just this, like... I mean, it's one thing to say, like, there will be justice in the end. But, like, to, to say, like, 99% of people are going to burn in a lake of hell and they're going to be conscious. And they're, you know, like, all these terrible things that people say about hell, which are very... Like, there's not a whole lot of verses that say that. You know, you have to kind of cobble things together. But it's it's how people tend to think of it. And it's, I mean, it's so horrible. And it, it like, I really feel like I was traumatized by it. Like A it, lot of people are. Like, I remember thinking to myself, I think I have PTSD from this doctrine. Like, yeah. because... And you're not the only one. Well, it's, it's a terrible thing to think about. So why would you relax? Why would we go out on the lake 
fishing and have fun if other people are dying and going to hell. Exactly. But then the flip side of that is at a certain point, because I had a blog back in 2011, 12, and I was debating this with people and I was realizing actually the doctrines for hell are kind of weak. Like I was definitely on the conservative side. I was like, no, 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 like it's conscious. And I realized like, this is actually kind of weak. But then I started feeling a different kind of insecurity. And I was like, if I let go of this doctrine, then I'm not going to have that pressure. And I needed that pressure, especially as we were ramping up for missions. Like I need to motivate myself. And I would, I motivate myself through pressure and I motivate others through pressure. And it's like, so I kind of clung to that doctrine even though the support didn't seem very strong for me because I needed it pragmatically because like we were in a high performance system. And if you don't have pressure, like you're not, it's not going to work when you don't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think like how many other things are like, there's pressure there just to create the pressure. Like there's ideas and there's like, I mean, the pressure to convert the, the expectations to live up, as a witness and a social status and the end times, right? That's another big thing. Like Huge. the end is coming, there's a rapture and then there's going to be terrible stuff and the sky will turn to blood and like all these things um, are, are going to happen and everybody's terrified about it. Well, that's going to make you give to the church and get out there and tell more people to come yeah. to church and all the things, right? Any slight change in society means that it's the end times. Yeah. <laughs> so the pressure is always there. <laughs> the pressure is always there. And so, I mean, that's a whole nother thing that just drives me nuts because when you track with it for a while, you realize like none of these prophecies come true. Like even with COVID, the things they were saying a year ago, like it didn't happen. No. You know, they were saying like Bill Gates is going to create, you know, it'll all be one person. It was like, there's a bunch of them. And like, like none of the things that people predicted happened. Yeah. As but they just the change <laughs> they just change the predictions and now it's another yeah. prediction and they don't keep track of the fact that like everything this person has said has been wrong yeah um but it's something that just keeps the pressure on and um like this pressure is so important it feels as though things that will just cause people to be happy are like the enemy of the system it's mm. like we don't want people to be happy truth be told because happy people don't perform do you think people actually think that? I don't think, do think it's, it's conscious. Re- yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, I, I'm thinking of a lot of friends that are very involved in church or mm-hmm. leaders in the church and all that. And I think they want people to be happy. For sure. I and I wanted people to be happy. want people to be happy. And they, pro- like for you, you felt that if you could get people into this system, that would make them happy. Yeah. And that is something else we're, we're taught that like you only find your happiness in Jesus. Yeah. So you have to do these Jesus things Mm -hmm. if you truly want happiness Mm -hmm. and you should be happy. You should be joyful all the time. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a Bible verse about that? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Like that, that was used. That's a song. Rejoice Mm -hmm. in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's a song and it's it's so often said yeah and the like happiness is not the same as joy so it's okay like sometimes you're not happy but you should always be joyful mm-hmm. right well it's such unrealistic expectations yes and you know i went through a few years of anxiety and kind of overshadowed depression and i didn't i had moments of happiness but i wasn't joyful mm-hmm. i feel like I'm finding that more by stepping away from it all. 
Mm-hmm. Not that I'm always happy. <laughs> but I kind of expect the highs to come with the lows because that's just how life is. And instead of focusing everything on heaven, it's like I can spend my whole earthly life struggling as long as I focus on heaven because heaven will be the answer to everything. But like, that's no way to live. Yeah. This is, if God wanted us to, like God gave us this life. So wouldn't he want us to enjoy the gift of life that he's given us? Yeah. If that's your thinking, like it doesn't connect to me. Mm-hmm. And, and it never has. It's always been something that you've been like, this part doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like we're supposed to be excited about heaven, but we can't imagine heaven. Because it's too glorious to imagine. There's a verse that says that. So then it's like, well, what? <laughs> what are we looking for? I mean, I, I remember as a teen, it was huge in my church, like talking about heaven and figuring out heaven. I don't know if it was a bit of a, a phase for for those years. I don't know if it was like that in other churches, mm-hmm. but it like there was these movies and there was all these songs with the Gaithers and all, and it's just such a focus on heaven. Mm-hmm. It's because it's just, the baby boomers all turned 65. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because 60% of the church is baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So as they progress, anyways, that's the answer to that question. But And I remember sitting with a lady that had cancer and was fighting mm-hmm. cancer. And like she was just focusing so much on heaven. And that was really speaking to her. Yeah. And I can see that. But should we all just be focused on heaven that we kind of ignore life? No, that we just put aside our own happiness, that we just, that we just, um, coast, Mm -hmm. we just coast with our lives instead of taking charge of it because we're just going to go to heaven anyway. Yeah. And at some point you and I, like I got over my, like my anxiety got better enough that we just, that I decided like, I can't coast anymore. I can't just keep coasting anymore. Like we Mm -hmm. need to make a change. We need to take control of our life to take charge Mm -hmm. of our life and make the change that we need. And here we are, (laughs) but that was so good. Instead of just focusing on heaven and studying the Lord's prayer. And the only thing I really remember is that kingdom come, because that's all I prayed all the time. That kingdom come, that kingdom come, because I didn't want to live. I Mm -hmm. just wanted heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And now I'm like, I have no clue if heaven even exists. I don't care. I just, this is the life I have now. I want to live this life. Yeah. So what this makes me think of is, again, that I don't think that people are consciously thinking, I don't want people to have fun, but that there is this subconscious thing, like even for myself, I remember with, with hell and the pressure, like that's in hindsight that I realized that I needed that. But there's these subconscious pressures that people feel to keep the pressure on and that happiness becomes like an enemy to the church. like. If people are finding happiness somewhere else, then that's a problem for us because Jesus is supposed to be the answer for everything. So if people are going to yoga class and then they get that endorphin rush and they feel happy and and that becomes a way of connecting with nature in the world, well, hold on a second. That's not okay, right? Or Christian yoga. Have you ever heard of that? (laughs) Sorry. Or, or even music, you know, a lot of people find, you know, happiness from music. That's one of the, or art, you know, and these are things that tend to be targeted by Christians. Like, oh, that's evil. We don't like music. We don't like art. We don't like, um, you know, we don't emphasize. Well, we create our own. We, we, create, we create our, our own, own music and we create, create our own art and we create our own movies. Terrible. And we, <laughs> oh yeah. <the> movies. <laughs> but like, we kind of create our own so people can 
satisfy their needs through their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realized like I actually felt guilty feeling happy. And I thought it, it's almost like survivor's guilt. Like people that go through a traumatic event and then they survive, they can have this feeling of survivor's guilt where they feel like I shouldn't be happy. I'm not allowed to be happy because somebody else died or somebody else is, is suffering with something terrible and I was lucky. And like, I literally felt that. I felt like survivor's guilt or like something very similar. It's like, I don't have a right to be happy, you know? And I think that's because of a bunch of the messages that I grew up with my entire life. Like this world is not our home. So why would you enjoy anything of this world? Yeah, we're not of this world. We're not of this world. We don't belong here. We're strangers and, yet, we're and aliens. Humans, like we were created <laughs> in God's image mm. on this earth, but it's not our home. <laughs> yeah. This world is evil. Mhm. It comes through over and over and over. This world is trying to seduce us. So we're scared of it because those fun things are temptations that yeah. will draw us away from God. Um money is bad. I mean, people will try and clarify, well, no, the love of money is bad, but basically... We all love money. I mean... We all want more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to have the stress of making ends meet. Like, that's great. <laughs> yes. But Christians are not supposed to emphasize money. They're not supposed to work towards money. They're not supposed to get good, solid jobs. You know, Because like, you can rely on God to provide for your yeah. needs. And you wouldn't want to show that your priorities are money instead of the kingdom of God. And, you know, pleasures of any kind, except for church pleasures, you know, can leave you with a guilty feeling. It's like, did I have fun or did I worship God? Was this spiritual enough? So I feel like all these things have kind of been, been holding me back to like just living a good life and enjoying myself. Because I feel like all these messages um, have been making it difficult. So kind of transitioning, like moving forward, I do feel like a lot of the pressure is off. And I'm kind of thinking like, what do normal people do to be happy? What do you think? What do normal people do? Or what do normal healthy people do? <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going to say Coke. <laughs> no, I was going to say alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol <laughs> uh, what do normal people do to be happy I mean I'm still trying to figure out what the normal people are yeah <laughs> um, it seems people you know find like having friends hanging out being with people finding what makes you happy that's different for each person some people are very happy in in, in cities. I was talking to someone mm. in New York City. She lives right in New York City. She says there's a constant noise. You can hear all... She had someone visit her from the country and they're like, we can hear all the air conditioners everywhere. There's all this hum. She says, I love it. I probably would go crazy if I couldn't hear all these noises. Mm. You know, that makes her happy to live in this in New York City. Mm -hmm. For us, it's nature. So we got mm -hmm. a boat so that we can go explore nature. That's a great use of money because it makes us happy and it makes our kids happy mm -hmm. and we have good times. Mm -hmm. So finding finding what brings you personal happiness because that's not the same for each person and then yeah. finding ways to integrate that into your life. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a healthy way to pursue happiness. Yeah. Something that I think of is like there are hard things in life. Yeah. 
and there's there's hard things like you experience something that's difficult you have a bad day you lose your job you you know bad things happen and also like bigger picture it's like life isn't fair you know and like people like donald trump run the world and it's like why you know and it's just so stupid (laughs) i know it's like he's off i'm so glad (laughs) this song brought it up again (laughs) but i've been enjoying not having him on my twitter no kidding um but like what i think is a healthy response to some of those things is like philosophy and art and poetry and being able to you know make lemonade out of lemons or or make like lemon wine out of lemons or something you know it's like this really sucks but like here's a crazy painting about it and i'm gonna throw all my anger at this canvas and you're gonna say that's a work of art you know and and that's a way that people can process the grief and the tragedy and the the brevity and the insanity of life i mean it's really stupid and crazy you know but it's also beautiful and it's it's filled with joy and surprise at the same time and so when we find good art and i don't feel as though christians really had art because art is an expression of heartfelt emotion and i feel as though what christians do is indoctrination to music which is why it's terrible art it's like i mean the song we sang like there's nothing original I made it original, but the way it's sung usually, it's just like, da, 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 da. You yeah. know, it's like that's Christian music. It's like everything's on time. There's no heart. There's no passion. Um, well, I mean, th- th- that's not true. That's not true. Um, there is heart and passion. It's there just is heart and limited. passion. Yeah, but it's... It's not that long ago that. that we were in church discussions of whether we should even have drums. Yeah. And like, don't even think about bringing, I don't know what else, you know, like it, it, it's very limited by supposedly Bible rules, but (laughs) those Bible rules change each generation. So, but like the, the moment that an artist starts to make, like even the way I was singing tonight, I was having so much fun and I was letting my voice get raspy and I was letting it go off key a little bit and I was giving it a bit of character. You couldn't sing like that in the church. Well, you can't sing along to someone singing like that. It's true, but you can't, even if it was an offering song, like, it was too showing off. It was... Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, the focus still has to be on God, not on the person. Yeah, so it's like, if if you, any time that an artist starts to get raw and starts to get close to the center of what really makes them, like, really, like, the... <laughs> get to the center of who they are as a person it starts to make people uncomfortable and they have to shut it off and you have to get back to what everything where everybody feels comfortable and so i feel like the great art is able to connect us with like able to process those emotions in a way that i haven't found much christian music has been able to do Um, i think we just tend to focus more on the just the positive yeah you don't talk about the negative parts of life you know what what worship song at church talks about how sucky life is. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Psalms do. Yeah. The Psalms talk about how sucky life is, but how much of that do you actually hear? In well, the in the first, songs? in the first verse, it'll mention that and then it'll fix it. And then, right. we'll, and then we'll go right. over and over the chorus about how awesome everything is. Right. <laughs> but like, uh, country song, mm-hmm. often they're 
just thinking about bad relationships and stuff. Yeah. And so the stereotype of it has a place. Yeah. And to be able, one of the symbols that has meant a lot to me the last couple of years has been that symbol that was banned from my household, but growing up, but the, the circle mm-hmm. that's divided with that S. The yin and yang. Yes, that. And just how it symbolizes that there's good in the bad and there's bad in the good. So if you're in a moment of life where you're overwhelmed with bad, there's still some good to be had in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're in part of light that's overwhelmed with good, there's still some bad in it. And I just, I just love that. Like it, I felt like I couldn't love it because it was anti-Christian or whatever. New yeah. age, I guess. Yeah. It, it was like, you cannot have this in the home when mm-hmm. I was growing up. It was so bad. But I just connect so much with that. And it actually really encourages me that I can be happy. Um, even in the bad, you can find something to bring joy or use humor. I've been using humor, sharing yeah. lots of funny things on That's Facebook. That's a really good thing is humor. The last couple months, I yeah. think. I've just been sharing a bunch of dumb stuff, but like it makes me laugh and it makes other people laugh. Like I had a friend, I was like, I look forward to those posts. Like it's just, it's useless, but it's fun and it's funny. And I started that when we were like (laughs) in freezing cold weather, nonstop over the winter. Mm -hmm. And so I just started finding funny memes about winter and it just, it helps. Mm -hmm. It just helps. So yeah. And it's not Christian. It's just life. Yeah. Yeah, I think humor is a huge one that just processing like life is hard, but it's also absurd and like, let's laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a verse and I couldn't find it. So moving on. It's okay. It's just Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me think of the book of Ecclesiastes, which you never hear sermons on because it's so, you know like life is hard and like there's no answer in the book of ecclesiastes except there's one verse that says something about like just enjoy your life love your your family and enjoy the job that you have for these brief minutes that you have on earth Mm. and it's like there's some wisdom there yeah you know just life is short there's another verse too it's like life isn't fair like the race is not always to the swift uh the the stronger army doesn't always win good people aren't always in power like it doesn't make sense but if you happen to have a good life just enjoy it yeah there's no magic bullet there's no solution other than just enjoy it as much as you can mm-hmm. it made me think a bit of um as you were talking the book of job and how mm-hmm. i f- i find when we were hearing about it when i was hearing about it while a christian it's it's like god permitted bad things to happen, but he restored it all mm-hmm. time, many times. Or something. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, we just made, twisted it in a positive way, giving God the glory. But Job's, Job still lost all his kids, mm-hmm. all his kids. Mm-hmm. The fact that he got more kids after just negate the fact that he lost all these kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stupid. I almost feel like, did somebody just like paste the end of the book on <laughs> like right. it doesn't fit the rest of the book no the book is like you're supposed to focus on the fact that his friends are trying to give him religious bullshit and he's like 
it sucks and I didn't do anything wrong and I don't deserve this. And that's his message. And they're like, no, and you deserve it. And it's true. And it's true. <laughs> it's got to allow it to happen. Yeah. And there's no, I guess you can read it superficially and be like, oh yeah, that's the answer, blah, blah, blah. But when you actually read it, it's like there isn't an answer. No. It's just wrestling with the fact that life is unfair. Yeah. Which I think is, is great art in a way. Although it's great. A little bit off our happiness topic. Yeah. How Oops. did we get there? Sorry. But, but I don't think it is because it's like sorrow is part of happiness in life. That's true. Yeah. In fact. You need to grieve the griefs. Yeah. You need to grieve to be able to be truly happy. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, I'm kind of backpedaling from what I said that Christian art or Christian music isn't sincere. I think people are sincere when they sing about the happy times, but you're right that they then don't talk sincerely often enough about the down times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's this term that we come back to over and over, spiritual bypassing, where it's like, we don't want to, we don't want to look at the bad stuff. We don't want to think about the bad stuff. We just want to focus on the positive all the time. Yeah. And... You know, just like, let's just, you know, uh, speak with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs all the time, you know, and rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And like, instead of dealing with the fact that there's a terrible tragedy and I should be grieving this mm -hmm. because my body needs to grieve we and need my to soul cry needs to cleanse, to, body. To cleanse to, yeah. this pain and it's not fair and you can't, nobody can tell me that this was fair. There's nothing that makes sense about this. It's just tragedy. But we don't let people grieve. We don't let ourselves grieve. It's just like happy, happy, happy all the time. Yeah. So I, I have seen too with friends who lose young babies. Sometimes mm -hmm. just the God is good anyway. We'll praise mm -hmm. him through this. We'll, <laughs> it's like, no. And think you what just, testimony you can have and try yeah. to put, like trying to put this person to work, you know? Think about your testimony. It's like give God them a, had a reason. Give them a break. God will take care of you. No, you should be pissed. Yeah. You should be mad. Because this was not okay mm -hmm. that your one year old son died. This was not okay that he caught who knows what and in twenty four hours he was gone. Mm -hmm. A thirteen month old should not be gone. Mm -hmm. And she will grieve that the rest of her life. Her life is never the same again. You can't just be like, well, God will give you another child or or God has a reason. This Maybe this is the testimony needed to reach people for Christ and some will come to know the, the Lord through this. Fuck that. Yeah. You need to be grieving. What about the this. person sitting right in front of you that's experiencing pain? Yeah, you can't just... Just slow down and focus on the fact that she's experiencing pain. And the appropriate thing to do when somebody's experiencing pain is to experience the fucking pain and Not to cry. To try and gloss it over. And to have a friend that also feels at least some of it to say, that's terrible. I can't imagine how terrible that is, but I'm, I want to sit with you through this. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, let's just be happy or let's get back to work. And let's just think about how many people come to know God through this. Yeah. Because they'll hear about it and they'll hear your testimony. Back like to the high performance <laughs> system. Back to yep. the, the working all the time, even in the worst moments of our lives. Yeah. yeah. That is what we do with funerals, too. Mm -hmm. Let's just have a celebration. And make which, sure we get which a... makes sense in a way to have, you know, we want to celebrate someone's life. Mm -hmm. 
but you can't just celebrate. Mm-hmm. You have to grieve that that life is done. It's true. I think other cultures do better than our culture. At, yeah. At when you go to some of these tribes and they they lose it, they cry, they sob, and it seems exaggerated to us. But they get it out. Get it out. Yeah. <laughs> they don't stuff it in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that I've experienced because I tend to process that way. Like I'm kind of more extreme, but then I'm done with it. And there's been many times in life where I've deeply grieved and I've, you know, kind of lost my mind for a little bit. But then it's done, you know. Yeah. But if you just stuff it down, it it doesn't go away. It becomes something else, something dark and, and hurtful. And partially personalities and coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You can get it out there for sure over with and i can't do that in that same way well i think everybody should be like me (laughs) it is the way to do it let me preach a sermon (laughs) about how everybody should be like me (laughs) let it out and then you can move on (laughs) this is how i do it therefore when i read the bible i see this pattern therefore i'm going to preach that everybody should be like me yeah that's how it works (laughs) sorry which makes a bunch of us feel like failures because we can't do that well, you just have to try harder. <laughs> just, you'll get to my point at some point. Oh, yes, it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. We're climbing You're the mountain. You're not quite there yet. We're not all in the same part. <laughs> I'm in the higher part, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what all are we talking like about? <laughs> symbolism that are, that, that are meant to appear nice, but are so condescending. <laughs> Some of us are babies in the faith. Some of us are mature. Some of us can have the meat of the word and some of us just the milk. <laughs> so if if they're getting the milk, where does that milk come from? With the metaphors. That... God. It's always oh, God. Okay. Jesus. That's his son is Jesus. Okay. Anyway, that was I was getting too literal in how milk <laughs> is produced, but maybe that's not where we're going. <laughs> Moving forward, I choose happiness. Yay! And I mean, it's just as simple as that. I've just at different times, I've just been like, I'm gonna be happy right now, and I feel that voice like, oh, you shouldn't, and like, oh, are you sure you're allowed to? It's like, it, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. You know. And what I'm working on is learning to celebrate the little victories. Yeah, because live in the moment. To live in the moment. Because I can tend to just like, okay, this big, huge thing we've been working towards is done. So now my mind just jumps straight up to the next task, the next difficult thing to overcome. And failing to celebrate this thing that was finished, mm-hmm. this little accomplishment. We never did that growing up, really celebrating things. So, but we rob ourselves of a lot of joy mm-hmm. and satisfaction mm-hmm. by forgetting to celebrate these little things. Mm-hmm. So and to the, wrap, go ahead. The other thing I choose before you wrap up, are you wrapping up? Yes. I have something to say. Go ahead. You choose what? Well, it might seem counterintuitive with all this, but I'm giving myself permission to choose Jesus. All right. Because, <laughs> and you don't have to, <laughs> And I know that that's just weird and whatever, but I feel as though, like, I just have this mental picture of walking in the woods. I saw a poster or something, and it just jumped out at me, like, this guy just walking in the woods, and he looked at peace, and I thought, that's where I meet with Jesus. And that part of my faith, and the music, and 
you know, just being at peace with God through that kind of religion, it works for me. And I don't feel as though all the bullshit that goes with that has to go with that. I can just take what I want, and I want that. Good for you. Yeah. So you have to have that too. So I was going to say, to wrap this up, <laughs> you can make me happy by buying me a nice cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> you want a cappuccino now? No, those ice cappuccinos. You from Tim Hortons. Ice cappuccino. You saw a commercial, didn't you? No, I bought one for my son, but I didn't buy one for myself. <laughs> I give okay. happiness to others. <laughs> I will buy you an ice cappuccino tomorrow. Yay! Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. I, I just want to be, be happy. <laughs> I just want to be happy. <laughs> the, the end. end. <laughs>